Is this a viable solution for affordable homes? Because I, I want affordable homes. I think everybody wants affordable homes. According to Zillow, over 85% of people, whether homeowners or home renters, they want affordable homes. Uh -huh. Is this a solution for that? This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 276 of The Real Word. Word is up. Word is up, and home prices are coming down because Home Depot is getting into the home selling game. Wow, and look at you. Tweet, is that just off the cuff there? That was that was off the cuff. That was good. That was pretty good. That was uh, good. This tweet here is pretty good, too, from The Frugal Gay at The Frugal Gay 11 on Twitter. Home Depot offering a one bed, one bath, 500. 40 square foot prefab house for $44,000 thoughts. We'll show the tweet up here. $43,832 is the price for the bundle. This mm -hmm. tweet has been trending on Twitter. 15.4 million views. Uh, there's over 5,600 bookmarks, 36,000 plus likes, 2,400 retweets. So just mm -hmm. going crazy. New York going post crazy. wrote an article on it. A whole bunch of people wrote an article on it. And, uh, this is a lotless unit, obviously, mm -hmm. asking this oddly specific $43,832 number. You know they should have went with 43560 Why is that? You know what that number is, 43560 No. You don't know that number? No. Am I supposed to? Square footage in a acre. Oh, Jesus. You know, so they, Why do you know that? Because uh, uh, I know that be, because we were almost going to charge a course for $435, oh <laughs> but instead you can get BAMX for less than a cup of coffee, link below. That's so funny. Use the code RealWord to get discount off the I, annual. You know what would be fun if they put this on like the price is right, you know, people had to like guess the price. It, for it'll the end house. up on the price right, but Nicole, there's a lot of catches. So many catches. To owning a tiny home. Well, so, this one in particular. You know, people that are complaining about house house prices right now and certainly that want to live a certain lifestyle, they're going to see this product offering and get all types of excited. And that's why Twitter. Well, especially with the photo, it's very misleading. Oh, the photo looks great. The place it's looks great. great. Right. I mean, you got the spiral staircase. You got the the black windows, which everyone knows that to get those are probably forty three thousand eight hundred and thirty two dollars as well. But here's the deal. This is called the gateway pad and the structure is designed for easy assembly on your own concrete slab. So you need to have a concrete slab in order to have a concrete slab. You got to have that concrete slab on land. Land. Right. Mm -hmm. Are we still doing that? We concrete are still slabs doing that. On land. Ideally. Mm -hmm. Which means you can't just throw a concrete slab on any old land. You got to own the land. Gotta pay own the taxes the land. on the land. Maintain the land. Yeah. It does not also include any doors, windows, electric, plumbing or finishes. Right. So it's not really a one bath. It's it's a one bed it's one it's panels room. it's paneling it's panels okay and so you know it's still it's kind love of, it still love it it's kind of like getting a quote from a, a general contract says i'm gonna do the whole job for you yes and then you just get 15 different up charges up char you know by the you know, tile the, the grout this I, yes. I walked into your house sideways charge you for that yes i just went through this by the way yes you we know, all this, i were all, i mean we're all going through this it. this is how it goes and so you put I'm getting a walkways put in and it's the same thing you put a contractor on this job this is, listen, by the way, yeah. we're talking about you need a septic tank or hook up to public sewer, sewers. Yes. One of the two, because when you flush ideally, it, you want it to go somewhere. I, ideally. Either. But look, you can get it July 18th. You can have like yeah, an end of the year, end of the summer party. People, people will buy these. 
for $43,000. Yes. They'll throw it in their backyard. Yes. And it's going to be basically used as a shed. Glorified. They won't, they won't hook it up to a sewer or yes. septic. Yep. Um, they'll trash the place. You could have gotten a shed and done the same thing for maybe twelve grand. So you're going to pay 4x the like cost a of a shed to make it like a party house. Because, because once you actually dig into the cost of this, you yep. are upwards in most areas of the country. Mm-hmm. Of getting close to two hundred thousand dollars, easy. Once easy. you factor in land, yeah. whether you're leasing the land, buying the land, setting it up, running properly. the utilities to the property, you're assuming that. <clears throat> but two two hundred thousand is yes. still well below the median sure. home price for so five hundred square feet, though. I could live with five hundred square feet for sure. But what's the resale on that? You think that? Well, that's, you let's get into you that. You don't think that's gonna? Is, is this a viable solution for affordable homes? Because I, I want affordable homes. I think everybody wants affordable homes. According to Zillow. Over 85% of people, whether homeowners or home renters, they want affordable homes. Uh Is this a solution for that? Should agents be researching tiny homes and how to get that into their community to be on the forefront of bringing affordable homes into their marketplace? I think that if you're in a location that would welcome this, I mean, Mm. in the Northeast, I mean, you're not... I don't know any zoning that would even allow you to put multiple on a site. So I don't know that that's necessarily going to help you because you're still having to buy the. I don't know that it's the solution. But there is a gentleman, again, on the tweet, if you go back to the original tweet, there was a gentleman in Texas, and it sounds like he's putting these up. Obviously, a boxable in Texas. Elon Musk owns a boxable in Texas. Boxable was all over this tweet. But there's a guy in Texas that says that he's putting them up, and he's spending about 135 for each of them. So again, if you're in a location like Texas where it's... It's again, it's 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 plausible to put multiple. I think that it's a fine solution. Again, I just I, I think the problem here is, is again, I've owned Home Depot um, sheds. I just how long will they last? Is this? Well, Sears homes lasted a long time. Tiffany Bova yeah, uh, pointed out Sears that's a home. sold 70,000 homes from their catalog yes. from 1908 to 1940. You could choose over 400 styles of homes to purchase through Sears. And uh, you may be living in one, she says. Oh, I'm sure multiple people are. I think the 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 the, the frugal gay lives in one. Look, he posts a picture of his his Sears home in so there. He says as in well. Toledo, Ohio, some lots are for 150 to 300. Uh, hold on, what, what are the lots? He's saying dollars. He ran the utilities for 150 to 300 dollars. You can you can buy a lot in Toledo with the utilities already ran to it for 150 to 300 dollars. Or is that 300,000? I don't know. It's not, There's no K at the end. There is no K at the end of his tweet. Um, I don't know. Anybody from Toledo, Ohio, can you get a lot with utilities already ramped through? And there's no way. There's no way. Um, the That's frugal gay does says he owns he a owns Sears, Sears house. Mm-hmm. He put the picture up. Uh, I don't know if, if he's trolling or, or if he's serious. I don't know anything about him, but. I, don't know I mean, everybody was either. chiming into this tw- from Wendy's to Home Depot. Here's where I think this is a viable uh, solution. This is just a better looking mobile home park. Okay. So, better looking. I mean, yeah, it's a very attractive. If you're, yeah. Do nothing that's better looking I think than most it's gorgeous. Homes. I think that spiral staircase is going to cost you 40 grand right. too. I mean, so, so I just think. Let's be realistic here. I just think if you can get the right zoning to do mobile home, you could do tiny home park. And, yes. And so you could have somebody come in do a tiny home park. Now, the mobile homes 
in this area are going for $200,000. Okay. Uh, I know mobile homes in Florida are going for $200,000. Mm-hmm. So there's some going for 100000 but they're like 1986 and they need everything. Right. Imagine a mobile home that needs everything. It's called a teardown. Okay. Right. It's called get a Well, I think there home. gets a certain point, though, where you can't even resell mobile homes. I, I, I don't know enough about it, but yeah, I, I think agree. that there is a point. I, I think where... there should be an expiration date on mobile uh, homes. I think there but, is. But it, that's a whole nother topic. Whole nother... And, and so I think you just do tiny home parks. They would look. It would be more visually appealing if everything, if yeah. you make it kind of Truman Show style, everything kind of looks the same. Nice little, That's little second sod time. in the front yard. I've heard you say Truman Show. Yesterday you, as well. I like, you like Truman it. Show. You like it all. I like, like everything looks the same. You, Most people yeah. don't like, or some yeah. people don't like that, but that's my style. I'm getting that. So <clears throat> I think there there could be a nice solution for that. This isn't when you, here's the problem. You're mm-hmm. going to have young people see the price tag, want to go do this. You need to own land. Owning land, owning real estate, uh, gives you the power and the flexibility yeah. to do things if you can do it within your zoning. Right. And, and then there's going to be a lot of costs associated. Lots of costs. I mean, just windows and doors alone could run you. You're, you're going to be. You're going to have a, a real wake up surprise on how much this stuff wake costs, up especially if you get a contractor involved. Um, the, these guys are not cheap right now, and uh, if they show up. If they show up and all of that. So there, there you go. That's the tiny home update. Would you? Want to list a tiny home park? I'd want to own one. Oh, that would be fun. But would you want to list one? Would you want to sell it? Do you think this is a viable solution for affordable homes? Let <laughs> so us you're know selling in the comments them. down below. <laughs> yeah, would you? Would you? Maybe hang on to them and rent them. I would. I would rent them. Yeah, I'd like to own the park and do. Of the, course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be the better agent. Everyone is telling you what to do, and we actually show you how to do it. That's in our Bam X community where we have. BAM X courses every single month from our internal team. We have live streams and a Facebook community where we are sharing things that is nowhere to be found on the internet. We also have massive discounts on all of our BAM creator courses. Join BAM X today using discount code RealWord to get 10% off the annual subscription. Use the code RealWord to get 10% off your BAM X subscription, the annual subscription today. All right. So it's going to cost more than you think for the tiny home. And it's also going to cost more than you think if you buy a home. There are hidden costs of home ownership. And I would argue that agents aren't doing enough to educate clients, to educate their home shoppers on those hidden costs. According to new analysis from Zillow and Thumbtack, hmm. hidden costs of home ownerships from property taxes to essential <clears throat> maintenance add up to an average of $14,155 a year or $1,180 a month. First-time home buyers in particular need to know about these costs before making an offer on a home. You can find the full details on nowbam.com. Okay, so $1,100 a month, Mm -hmm. extra per month that somebody's not uh, looking at when they factor out their mortgage payment and what what it's going to cost to be a homeowner. To be fair, Nicole, renters pay additional costs too from renters insurance. I mean not that high though. Renters no, but I mean you high. have homeowners insurance too. I mean that's to that's utilities, silly. to cleaning damage, deposits. Everybody's gonna pay the utilities. So they're gonna have extra costs, but everybody's gonna have the utility costs. Right. And one thing they generally don't have to factor in is their monthly budget though is maintenance. maintenance other than cleaning or repairing any damage that they've caused. Okay, so the highest hidden costs are in San Francisco. The lowest is in uh, Las Vegas. So San Francisco comes in the list. We'll put the uh, Zillow graph up here and it's 22,000 plus for San Fran, Oakland, the Bay Area, mm-hmm. basically New York City, 22,000 plus, which is surprising because New York City just have a box up in the sky. Right. Okay. Los, Los Angeles is over 22,000. Seattle, over 20,000. Boston, over 20,000. San Diego, 18. Austin, 18. Chicago, 17. 
Miami 17 plus and Portland 17 plus. Hmm. Um, I think this would factor into, to, you know, you can get cheaper labor in a place, certain places of the country than you can in others. So that's going to factor into it. I feel it. like though there's some things you need to factor in in terms of locations. Like I'm surprised there aren't Utility more Utility payments. More than, well, like plowing and like yep. once you plow, there's like potholes in your roads. I mean, the amount that, you know, even just in our state that we need to do pot, like just. For example, New York homeowners pay the highest property taxes at over 9,000 a year. So that's where, where they're at the top of the list. So that makes right. sense. While homeowners... <laughs> In Hartford, Connecticut, pay the most for utilities at an average of four thousand four hundred forty-three a year. Wow. I can attest to that because I have utility bills in Connecticut as mm-hmm. well as in Florida. And so, the house in Madison before I sold it, yeah, I would have it empty. Yep, nobody in it. Yes, nothing you had happening. Your, you had your heat pretty high in there, though. You fifty-nine. Oh, uh, I, th- I feel like it was higher. I, I than had that. the heat at fifty-nine. Okay, but but even when we weren't in the middle of winter, yes. so just the spring season when I had nothing on. Yep, my electric bill would be higher running nothing because you have in Connecticut you have a a high hookup fee mm-hmm. than my Florida home with AC runs twenty-four-seven in course. Florida. Tesla's chart two Teslas yeah. charging four bodies. Four bodies. And your kids like to take really long showers. Long showers. Mm-hmm. That runs off electric, by the yeah. way. Um, lower Still monthly lower. electric in Florida than in Connecticut. Because you have this, this high um, hookup maybe, fee. Maybe you need it's, to find a different a different company. It's a monopoly. Well, there's, there's, there's one companies. company. Well, no, but you, you can get, me? you can get, you can, you can, you can oh, get you can do one like of those scam, You can do one of those scam yeah. companies. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, Connecticut is a complete scam. It's a government racket and there's other places like that uh that jack up the utilities and so so that factors in uh labor factors in because not enough agents are talking about what you actually have to do to maintain the home one to three percent right this is just rule of thumb across the board when you're educating a home shopper make sure that they understand when you own this home you should be putting back one to three percent of the home value into the home so if it's a hundred thousand dollar home tiny home you should be putting one to three thousand dollars back into the home that will not increase the value. It's just things like, you know, paint, paint because the kids are rubbing the walls all over the brand mulching. new paint. Mulching. Yeah. Shrubs, you got to tear them out, put them back in. We're really good at that. Really good at that. Walkways. Really good at that. Your new walkway, did that increase the value of your home? It certainly did. Certainly did not. What? You just replaced the walkway that already existed. No, the walkway was shitty before. Yeah, so maybe a little tick t- yeah, up. Yeah, I think it's, I think there's a, Probably not I mean. Probably what you spent in it, on it though. Not immediately. I'm not, I'm not looking to sell yeah. my house tomorrow. I mean, no, of all, course. you know, I'm dying in there, but like the stairs, my stairs were originally wood and they were rotting away and I swapped exactly. over to stone. So now it's like, I don't have to worry about them ever again. I don't know that it, Increase value that significantly because you had stairs that rotted away. Now you just put stairs back in. It's not right. Like I'm you providing a service that needed to be there. Existed Correct. In the beginning. Of course. Yeah, but yeah. I did upgrade them, and they now I don't they have to worry great. about them ever again. They look great. They look fabulous. Uh, but so, then again, it's like now I got to find someone that's going to put up railings. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to cost a lot of money. It's, yeah, you're not going to get the money back. On it. <laughs> you're not making any money on this. Deal. I'm not selling my I know, house. I know. But so that's a maintenance thing. I did it because I enjoyed looking at it. I had a. One time I had a client who said, you know, inspection came up. This is back when, after the great, coming out of the great financial crisis, homes were very difficult to sell. Very. And he really needed to get out of this house. So we had the home inspection. The home inspection went great. 
And in Connecticut, maybe not in your area, but Connecticut, a lot of areas have septic tanks. Right. So we had the septic inspection. Okay. Septic was failed. Okay. Which means you need to replace the septic tank. Yeah. I think his was going to be maybe ten thousand dollars. That's or cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. And that's great. That was, you know, back then and whatever. Yeah. So it was about ten thousand dollars to replace the septic. Maybe it was twelve, but let's just call it ten thousand dollars. And he really wanted to get this house. Really needed to sell it. He comes back to me. He goes, "I'm not going to replace the entire septic and give these buyers a brand new septic on me. That's not right." Oh. I'm like, "Well, they they bought the house, right. assuming that when they flush, everything it would go will somewhere. go go away yeah. and go away properly. Properly, you're not." advancing the home value in his yeah. mind he's no, like, you're giving you're pretty much giving them a roof in in his mind he thought he was advancing the home value because yeah. it was going to be brand new as opposed to used right and so i would have been like i put it in live here it. another five years it blew up the deal he foreclosed on the house a couple oh. years later did he have maybe he didn't have the money to actually fix it maybe that was the problem poor thing it, he did have the money he had a little bit of equity that he could squeeze out but he he was so content on yeah. squeezing every dime out anyways Ooh, that leads us right into the next topic too but yeah let's go right into it so so there you go um there's a cost of home ownership if you're the knowledge broker plug at knowledge brokers podcast yes. you know put, flash course. it right there flash it all the time um and maybe byron's website and no not my website his handle that, i don't know that, anything else that would be uh that would be it but if you're the classes. knowledge broker in your market yeah you need to be. You need to not only know the mortgage. You need to not only know the inventory mm -hmm. in your market, but you need to know what it looks like to be a homeowner right. in the future. It's why I am passionate about if you're an agent, of become course. a homeowner very quickly. You should be able to speak to that, and and not just be somebody. Well, and again, doors. I, I think that that's where it's really great, though, to you know continue your relationships with, you know, a, other other other. Why am I, I feel like Vendors I'm, thank you. Yes. Cause like, again, if someone's like, oh, how much does it cost to plow? You could be like, oh yeah, I just talked to Joe. He's charging 80 this year. Or like, hey, how much does it cost to mow the lawn if I want to hire someone? Like, oh, I just talked to, to Chris down the road. He said, you know, so like, I think that oh, that's where it's really important is for you to be up on it. Cause if yeah. you aren't getting your lawn mowed and you're just assuming it's still the $45 that it was when it's you not. first. No, it's definitely not. It's not $40. And, and, and like you saying, get multiple quotes from multiple sources, because if you get stuck with one one GC yeah. or one person, it's more likely than not that you're going to get jammed because quotes can become wildly different on different. For sure. But again, I think that's why the relationships things. are good too. Because if you yeah. at least have a relationship and know a number, you can then be like, oh, here's Chris's number. This is the number that he had given me. But Absolutely. All right. Anyway. Let's, re let's react to this clip from, what was this from? Was this from Overhouse or Walkthrough? Walkthrough. This is from Walkthrough. All right. Let's, uh, let's react to this clip here recently with the broke agent and uh guests on the walkthrough how far have you gone to get a client one time i sat on a balcony with somebody in the evening for probably an hour and a half listening for dogs barking i had a client once during a, a final walkthrough and he mm. came with an entire thing of laundry and did the laundry during the final walkthrough so he's like can you meet me back here when it's dried so i had to meet him back there and then of course the laundry came out soaking wet he's like you mind if i do another cycle it's like dude i can't sit here with you and do laundry for two hours i mean sitting there listening to the garbage shoot i kind of understand that too because we live in a condo complex in Brentwood. You hear everything. Sometimes I can even hear the trash shoot. It feels like they're just dropping dead bodies down this thing like all day. It's extremely <laughs> yeah. loud. That seems like an insane thing to sit there and like listen to it, but it isn't really. I can actually understand where that buyer is coming from with the laundry situation. Oh, okay. On the final walkthrough. Why is that? 
Because I mean, I don't think inspectors test washer and dryers. No, 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 no. That wasn't what he was doing, I don't think. I think that that buyer was in such a frizzy with the move. But did he need clean clothes? The move is stressful. And for whatever reason, like there's just so many moving parts. Yeah. And agents, um, you know, they're there to like close the deal, get through the final walkthrough, get to the closing. And the, the buyer, the home, the, the new homeowner has so many. It's why it's the worst time to ask for a review. It's like that's the last thing as somebody I'm closing on a home. You get the review after you go into contract because I'm never going to give you a review when I'm moving. I'm like I've got maybe screaming kids. I've, I've got, you know, you know, I've got dirty clothes. I need to get them washed. Maybe I've been living in a hotel for two days. Right. I've got maybe, you know, cars on their way. I've got, you know, furniture being delivered. I've got dirty windows. The place is, the place isn't really even clean, but I need to close anyways. Like you got all these things happening in your world falling down right. on you. And it's like, I just need to get some clean clothes here. And so like, by the time we get here, maybe we need to change. Maybe we've been on the road for two days. And so they're just trying to get the clean. I can totally see. So you think he was legitimately doing laundry because he needed clean clothes, not because he was testing out the washer and dryer. That's what I think. Yeah. Okay. But it could be that too. It could yeah. be the one, but I, I just, there's so many moving parts when you move. It's such a stressful experience. Yes. Nobody has solved for making that an easier experience. Never. N nobody out there. There's not a company. There, there's not any AI. I don't know that AI you can. I mean, it's the packing. It's the putting it into boxes. And then, holy shit, you have to actually get everything out of the house. Getting your mail sent to the right place. There's so <laughs> many different things. Yeah. That's the still the biggest opportunity in real estate. If you can make that experience a little bit more enjoyable. Movers are a, a miserable experience. Miserable. All the movers I've dealt with. Yeah. What's the craziest thing you've done to keep a deal together? Though? I can't say that I've done anything wild and crazy. I mean, I feel like I've done everything that everyone else has, like pack up stuff, like people leave things behind and you're like filling your car up with shit that was left. Every agent's done that. Yeah. yeah I mean, I don't think I've had anything crazy. I, I think the crazy, maybe one of the craziest buyers I've ever had though, he brought marbles to every showing mm. and he would put them in the middle of the room to make sure that they like that the house was level and that the marbles wouldn't roll. If he put that on my new shelf in my new house, it, it would it'd totally roll, right roll off. off. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's like that, that the house had to pass the marble test. Um, but besides that, I don't think I've done anything. I haven't done anything while I mean, I've paid for shit. I mean, I, again, everything everyone else has ever done. I've never watched anyone do laundry, Yeah. but again, I have cleaned out people's homes before. Again, if it's like a divorce situation and the wife's like no like the like whatever like i that's that's probably really the craziest thing i've ever had to do pay money or clear out someone's house yeah cra i mean you get crazy situations you have you know i've had sellers disappear for disappear. a week and then you're trying to track yeah you know they just disappear no they don't actually i've had it happen huh um or maybe they're hiding from you maybe they're hiding from themselves maybe but, uh you know you get situations like that it's you're dealing with People yeah. at a very stressful moment in time. So people do wild things. I mean, I don't, again, the whole barking, the, the, the dog barking thing, that's, I feel like that's pretty normal. I've gone back to houses like different days or different times of days um, for barking or to see how the light hits. Some people are really into like light. So they want to be in the house at different times of the day to see where the light is coming in. The first house I ever bought was a two family Yeah, back in maybe... Oh, three or oh, four, something like that. And there was probably like four families living in this two family when I bought it. And so- Did it pass the marble test? Uh, this house would not have passed many tests. Yeah, but it sure. passed the Byron has 
alone and he's, he's, he's grabbing a place. So I closed one day and you know, I needed to gut the apartment that I was moving into before I was going to live there. So the next morning I show up with my buddy, actually Lee's brother, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Henny Penny. And we show up in the morning and there's a driveway. I mean, there's a car in the driveway. Okay. And there's like four people sleeping in the car. Oh no. And I pull up behind him like, what the heck? The, you know, the house is supposed to be empty. The property is supposed to be empty. And so just go up, knock on the door. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I own this house now. I could tell they were, you know, people who had been living there before. They're like, oh, sorry, man. Sorry, man. We didn't think anybody was using the driveway. I'm like I-, I will be using the driveway here in the future. Oh. And and they did leave and nobody was in the house and, and all of that. But I think in a lot of times, some of the crazy stories you can share yours with us happen in apartments because you have typically more than one person who has to oh, move out or in, yeah. um, and and you get tenants involved and things can, can get a little crazy. Yeah. I've got plenty of crazy stories there. But what I'll say about keeping deals together is, you know, Margaret Muir in this market. Yeah. Uh, she's a Sotheby's agent, does does very well in a small little town in, in Connecticut. Anyways, uh, I had a listing once. This was years ago in a town in Lyme, uh, in Lyme Connecticut, mm-hmm. small another small town in Connecticut. This was a big acreage property, and I used to go to every single showing. I showed the property more than 50 times. I love it. It was a little cape, and it had this long path that would go down to this lake that only seven other property owners lived on. Okay. It was called Cedar Lake. And that's the reason I had to be there for every showing, because you would never find the path. It was right. kind of just like hidden in the woods. Mm-hmm. And so one time, Margaret's husband came to view the property he 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 wants to move out of the shoreline and yeah. into the woods okay. i don't think she'll let him anyways i'm walking down and, and then once i find out oh my gosh it's it's, it's margaret's husband i started asking him questions like hey you know what what's margaret's margaret's uh you know biggest attribute to being such a successful agent i was a pretty new agent at the time and he said you know the thing that she does better than anybody is she will not let two parties, whether she's representing each side or not, walk away from the negotiating table. She will plant herself into the deal and she'll be the last person that walks away and she'll spend hours keeping a deal together, talking to each party, talking to each agent, no matter how long it takes, no matter what it takes. And you hear Ryan Serhan talk about that where he's like, your number one job is not to get fired. He's talking about the same thing, right. staying in the deal, mm-hmm. not being emotional about the deal right. and doing the best thing for the deal. Right. It's actually, it's like a Florida real estate agent mindset because in Florida you represent the transaction. Right. In a lot of states you represent the client, but yeah. there you represent the transaction. That's kind of like the, the approach that Margaret takes where yeah. she's representing holding the deal together and well, doing right, everything she Well, right, because the seller wants to sell and, the, and clearly the buyer wants to buy if they put in an offer. And so it's just, remi- it's kind of making sure that you're there to, because at that moment they probably have a buyer's remorse where it's like she's there to continue to remind them that they wanted this. They both wanted this. The parties are getting an emotional and the agents that do a poor job are the ones that let those emotions go, I, I, this deal's just stressing me out. I don't want to yeah. do this deal anymore. Yeah. And then right. they end up doing, you know, four to six of the average deals. All right, we're both past our hard time stop you have a call that was three minutes ago and so do i so that's it on this one uh we'll see you guys next week keep it real sign up for bamx below have a great one see you guys